wonka chicka wonka chicka wonka chicka wonka chicka wonka chicka Oh yeah, ladies and gentlemen. Now's another thrilling episode of Geeksters. <laughs> and welcome to episode 14 of the Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. And I'm your host, Sean. And tonight, we've got a lot of things to talk about. A lot of ground to cover, so strap in, kids. It's going to be a bumpy ride. <laughs> We're going to start off with uh, last night, Sean and I went on a road trip. We- Geekster's road trip! <laughs> we were invited out to a movie premiere uh, down at the Trocadero, uh, which is in Philadelphia. For those of you who don't know, the Trocadero, think um, old-timey club for those people who grew up in the 80s. You know, you had the big room, big, you know, and then there was a balcony up top. And every once in a while, what they do is they throw like a movie night up there. Right, right. And it used to be an old burlesque theater of... Uh, Yes. Yeah. So that's you know if you got the if you're trying to think of what it looks like that's pretty much you know I think everybody gets that idea once they hear that. <laughs> so we uh, we saw a movie premiere and it was called uh, Jesus Daughter of God, and <laughs> it was uh, it was an experience I have to say. Uh, yeah. So the movie we saw the, the was a Bill Z Bub Productions, <laughs> basically written, directed, edited. Birthed, threw up, crapped out. By starred. W- you gotta get that in there. Right, starred. This guy, Bill Z. Bub. Yeah. Um, well, apparently it's not his real name, as I found you th- out. You think? Really? <laughs> like, I, I thought the Z. Bubs were like, oh, what should we name our kid? I don't know, Bill. <laughs> think we'll get picked on a Latin school? No. Who's gonna make fun of a kid named Bill Z. Bub? Um, and you might ask, wonder why? How did we get talked into this? Um,. I believe Dave Sipon for this. <laughs> Our resident uh, B movie guy, or okay, B movies being polite. <laughs> uh, he mentioned it. We figured it'd be good for for us to go and expand our horizons. Yes, because we've seen a couple of of one or two of his other films. Right. Again, not really great movies, and this was no slouch. Here, here's here's the problem, folks. Here at the show, we like to poke fun. And make laughs and pick on things. It was so bad that there was nothing funny about it. No, no. And it, it was a comedy too. Kind of comedy. Even the idea of it being a comedy, a not funny comedy, you can still laugh at. Just the whole thing was just not funny. Mm-hmm. There right. was a, I had a couple chuckles in it, only because of the absurdity of the fact that I'm sitting there in a theater watching this piece of crap. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, lead, lead actress, uh, Scarlett Rose, I think her name was? Yes. Yeah, she was okay. First-time actress. Typical bad acting for a Z-rated movie. Right. Um, give her props for being topless the entire time. <laughs> you know, basically, here's the plot, folks. Stripper goes quantum leaps into the body of Jesus and somehow affects time by doing wacky things, apparently. But that had nothing to do with the movie we saw. No. Except for the fact that she jumped into the body of Christ. Yes. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I, I, it's, it's, it's just going to be real quick, folks. I have no idea how we're going to talk about it. Right. You know, right. We're, just, we're stumped. <laughs> if you like these kind of bad movies, it might be right up your alley. Apparently, though, a lot of the uh, people who saw it, uh, we talked to them after the show, and uh, they said it wasn't his great work, one of his great works. So, you know. Which I'm sure that bar is not set that high. <laughs> right. <laughs> Also, to another thing that I think as a... I like to think myself as a, a movie fan. Yes. So I've sat through bad movies, good movies. Mm-hmm. So you kind of know... I kind of feel like I'm 
proud enough to say that I know what makes a movie. Right. Not a movie good or not a movie bad, but probably what it makes a movie bad. I can kind of tell you what not to do. Mm-hmm. One thing you should not do is make a convoluted script. Script. Right. I mean, I understand he wrote it, directed it, edited it, but he seemed to me, for me personally, made it feel like he made the movie just for himself. Okay. Because from the background stuff Mm -hmm. is that he got a new camera. Yes. That has the ability, it's one of those $5,000 slow-mo, that has the slow-mo option. Slow-mo option, yes. And he took every opportunity he could to show off that slow motion feature to do these fight scenes with beautiful girls in bras and panties fighting gladiators. (laughs) (laughs) Now, you may think of, well, okay, it sounds interesting. Gotta be honest, not really. No. Because what he did was, during the slow motion montage of a fight scene, he would put a heavy metal song that he enjoyed right. in his own personal life on top of it. But instead of doing it like a 30-second clip or a 10-second clip, you're sitting there watching almost a two, two-and-a-half-minute music video to a song that you probably don't like, <laughs> watching a girl in a thong and a bra beat the crap out of a guy who's dressed like a gladiator. Yeah, and not fully dressed either, because <sighs> someone wearing uh, Timberlands and uh, sneakers. Yes. And, and, and you I can did- see G. Shorts. <laughs> My favorite was, geez, I never knew that many gladiators had that many tattoos. Yes. <laughs> you know, and I don't care. Like, you can be the most beautiful woman in the world. The one thing you never really want to do mm-hmm. is shoot her in slow motion. Right. Because some of the girls were really, really cute. You know, I'm just going to say most of them were. You know, all of them, pretty much. Right. But the fact is, when you see someone in slow motion throw a punch or a kick, when that kick hits something, you see the leg flab. Right. Or you see the belly shake. So you're not really presenting her in the best light possible when you're doing something in slow motion. Right. Yeah, we had that. I mean, the movie would have been an, an easily 15 minutes f- shorter if he just cut out the slow motion. Imagine, right. Or at least do a little bit of slow motion, not here go, here, here's a crappy heavy metal song. <laughs> for two and a half minutes and watch this. Right. It wasn't like it was an upbeat tune either. It was very slow and, yeah. you know, like it's kind of, I mean, it kind of gets good went with the scene, but it was just bad all around. I don't even think the music lyrically, like lyrically went with the scenes because you're talking about pre date you know, Old Testament, New Testament, Jesus Bibles, but none of these songs I even couldn't even understand right. had to do anything about the Old Testament or Jesus or the Bible or Satan. Like, <laughs> well, the thing at the end of the movie, he uh, he put a lot of kind of like <laughs> tributes, I think special thanks to the many bands that he selected for this movie. But some of them weren't even in English. Some some bands was one in Spanish. Yeah, one was a, was a Swedish band. Swedish band. There was one from Hungary. Again, I mean, everyone has all their own taste in music, which I don't slam for. Mm-hmm. But you kind of, when you make a movie, in my opinion... You got to really make it for your audience, not for yourself. Right. Like, sure, you may make a movie that you want to see, mm-hmm. but it's different than making a movie that only you, you want to see. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there were maybe been about thirty people there at that premiere. Mm-hmm. Most of it sausage fest, <laughs> which means guys. Yes. At least he did have a couple of the girls from the movie there, which was you know interesting. Mm-hmm. Overall, to me, also, I think my main contentions contention of the yeah. whole experience was that you're watching a bad movie mm-hmm. and you know you're watching a bad movie even if you were thinking it was going to be a good movie and it turned out to be shit that's fine right. but the fact is at the end during his credit sequence he purposely writes that he made this movie knowing it was going to be bad right that pissed me off because if you know you're making a bad movie why make that movie i mean i give him props for doing it right but if you're you'd want to make it do it to try to make it the best possible thing you can do right like okay they take us <laughs> where we they trust me folks this show is called geeksters but it was real close to be called two boobs in a basement <laughs> <laughs> okay because i don't think us as professional I, we did this for fun right we do this for laughs 
I don't think tomorrow someone's going to wake up and go, oh my God, these guys are amazing. They need to, they need to be rock stars. <laughs> but at least we admit that. Right. But we have fun with it. This guy seemed to be kind of making it going, oh, I know this movie's bad. So people can't slam him for it. Right. Deflates that. Yeah, deflates that ammo. Right. And that just irritates me. It's like, well, then why did you do this? Like, Doesn't to, make sense to me either. I, you know, I was totally, be- we were befuddled. That was the word we were using last night. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Standing out front of the Trocadero going, how do we work this into the show? Can we make it funny? Can we make it interesting? Or could we just write it off as like a, a good one outing for geeksters to try <laughs> right. to do something different or try yeah. to bring content to the show? And I feel like we almost fouled the audience. <laughs> <laughs> we will try and make it up to you. I will make it up to you. In fact, we kind of, I think we're going to try to make it up to you in this show because t- tonight's show or today's show, whenever you're listening to the show, we have Catfish, the return of Catfish. It's back. Yay! And it's a good one too, folks. Oh, yeah. It's a but, juicy one. But not only that... It's award time season. Yes. We had we just had the People's mm. Choice Awards. On the 13th is the Golden Globes. Globes. That's January 13th for those right. people at home. And then in February 24th is the Oscars. But nominations for the Oscars came out today. So we can talk about all that stuff. So yes. yay. Yes. Thank you, Hollywood, for patting yourselves on the back and giving us material. <laughs> <laughs> So let's get, let's dive right into Catfish. Yes. Because Ed and I, just we just watched this past week's episode before we got, we got on mic, and oh boy, it was a juicy one. <laughs> I thought this kid found the holy grail of online relationships. Yes. Poor kid, upstate New York in Bumblefuck, New Mexico. <laughs> Bumblefuck, New York. <laughs> just, he said it himself, there's more cows than people in his town. Right. Supposedly he's dating a ex, well, a former Miss USA pageant. Winner. Winner. Slash Playboy model. Well, she was teen. Uh, Let's, let's clarify that a little bit. She was teen USA. Miss yeah, USA okay. Winner. Yes. So. And then eventually, I guess, went into Playboy. Right. Not as a teen, but probably more as because she was supposed to be 28. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so now, as Ed and I are watching the show, we're, we're into it. And I have to admit, all signs pointed to this guy getting, like I said, the holy grail of online relationships. Mm-hmm. Joe Schmo, average guy, hits the online lottery as far as hottie interested in him. Yes. You know, and so the boys, Nev and his buddy, Max, Max do all the research and everything's pointing to this girl as being legit. Even calling her agent, you know, and the agent said, hey, look, I don't know who she's dating, you know, because she's, I'm just, I just represent her. I don't right. know her kind of deal. They even called a guy who said he knew her. Mm-hmm. And he even hooked up with her a couple times. He had to throw that in, which was a key flag in my book. Right. Well, we missed it. Though. Yeah. <laughs> and then apparently he met this guy. He met this girl. Sorry. <laughs> that, I didn't slip it out. Supposedly the pageant winner, what was her name? Carrie Ann. Carrie Ann. Mm-hmm. Supposedly met him through a mutual friend named Rose. Yes. That he went to school with. Yes. That's the connection. Right. It's a key connection, folks. <laughs> because the guys do all the research. Seems legit. Hey, buddy, guess what? You scored the online lottery. <laughs> Let's call her up. And then they actually call her up and they talk to her. Yes. Saying, hey, uh, doing the show for MTV. Well, you know, he likes you. You like him. Let's get together and make magic, people. Hey. <laughs> But at first, she gets real snotty about yes. it. She's like, well, look. if Very he... defensive. And I got to admit, though, it, it was it threw Nev off his game. Because uh-huh. Nev is kind of like, I call him the hopeless romantic, that no matter what, everyone could get along. And Max is his buddy going, what are you, an idiot? <laughs> <laughs> 
Because a couple times Ed and I were watching, I'd say something and Max would follow up with the, almost the exact same phrase. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it was almost as if I was there. <laughs> you channeled Max. <laughs> so, I mean, even the girl, you know, the girl on the phone was like, well, look, if this guy likes me and I like him, who are you to judge whether or not it's right or not? Like, mm-hmm. we'll get together in our own time because... Who are you to force the subject? Kind of, it almost kind of felt like. Right. And even that was like, oh, yeah, you, you, you got a point. Like, <laughs> I don't know what to do. <laughs> and then she did apologize and said, look, I'm sorry for being snotty with you, but it is a little weird. And he was like, no, no, thanks for reminding me that what I do is kind of basically nuts. <laughs> so, folks, the, the girl says she actually is in New York and that it's easier for her to come see them. Right. Because usually they go to, if those of you have been following the show, not only on MTV, but following us, <laughs> know that eventually Nev and the victim <laughs> usually go to where that person lives. But this time it was flipped. The girl was like, you know what? I'm in New York. I'll come and see you. It's just easier that way. Right. You know, and you're like, oh, look at this. Here we go. This probably got to be her. Cut the commercial, blah, blah, blah. Grab a couple smokes, come back in. <laughs> she pulls up into the into the driveway. It's dun, dun, dun. Rose, the girl that knew him in high school and mutual friends, and she was actually there. They actually even had her on camera talking about how she felt about this relationship. Before they met, yeah. Before they met, it was like, whoa, whoa, what? You got, whoa. (laughs) So, and of course, you know, the kid's like, it was you the whole time? Like, right. And Nev and Max were both like, wow, we didn't even see this coming. Like, <laughs> we, we kind of failed. Right. <laughs> like, they were apologizing to the kid. And they were like, well, how long have you been doing this? And the girl was like, I've been doing it for years and only recent to other people. And only recently did she start feeling, have feelings for the, the Joe Schmo guy. It's actually, the actual name was Joe. Yeah, I know. He was a hillbilly kid. <laughs> Nothing wrong with him. She was just you know, your average, you know, Joe Schmo kind of kid. Like, right, yeah. Nothing special about him. He was itching to get out of town, right. you know. So, which makes me think that he had delusions of grandeur of meeting this girl, falling in love, and her taking him to California with her to begin a whole new life. Right. You know, that kind of was like, like I felt like where his mindset was. Yep. And he was hoping that she'd be real so he can get out of this one horse town. <laughs> kind of deal. Multiple cows, but one horse. So. Yeah. So, so imagine his surprise when it's the girl that he actually knows that was sitting next to him earlier that day, kind yeah. of going, "I'm the, I'm Carrie Ann." Like <laughs> surprise. So, How did he think he'd take it? I know I took it. I'm just doing I mean, it for the I, audience. I think he took it. I think he took it pretty well. I mean, he was kind of like a little downhearted. Uh, Ed was hoping for tears. Yes. <laughs> he was like, "Squirt him out." Come on, cry, little girl. Come on, cry, you pansy. Cry. And I was just like, oh, you know me, I'm always right. Like, punch her. Punch her right in her face. <laughs> but here's the problem. I, I, as a guy, I'm torn because Rose was actually really attractive. Yes. And it made me kind of confused to go, why would she pretend to be another attractive girl when she's attractive herself? Oh, right. Like, there's no reason why. I mean, I'm not saying that. I, so far on the show, it has been stipulated that most of the people who pose as fake people online, it's usually beautiful person, average person. Right. You know, that they're not really up to par with the image that they perceive online. Correct. So, that being said, Rose is... A hottie. Mm-hmm. I mean, for, as far as I thought. Like, she was cute, you know, definitely dateable. But for her to do this was just like, there was no real... To show, to me, it just felt like there was more of, an, of a deeper emotional thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I felt like that she was building up walls to, to keep her away from a real relationship. Right. Well, the thing was, though, that final, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, meeting, finally meeting Carrie Ann and actually be Rose, she, 
they they said, you know, that fake profile was you, and she said, which one? Yes, and that's something they didn't even touch on either, about how many she has. Right. She did say she had a few, but they didn't go into any kind of detail of, like, how many she has. Like, give us some names, because right now, there could be a guy thinking he's dating Carrie Ann, and it's really Rose. Mm-hmm. And we'll get to that, too, with the whole follow-up thing. Right. So, typical, typical story plot line for those you've been following along, it's... She leaves. He goes to reflect, talk to Nev. Well, how do you feel about it? Blah, blah, blah. Right. Then usually the next day they talk to the, you know, the accused. (laughs) (laughs) And even Rose was like, I think I want to talk to you guys alone. It was a nice sit down. You felt a little sorry for her because she's been doing this for so long that it it did literally look like it was an addiction tire. Right. Like that she couldn't get up in the morning without looking at that Facebook and talking to a bunch of guys. You know, apparently even one at one point she asked the guy to get engaged. Right. But to her, it was, oh, Facebook engaged. So it didn't mean anything to her because it's just on Facebook. Mm -hmm. Forgetting the fact that to that guy, maybe it did. Right. So Nev was trying to coax her into, you know, basically shutting down her website. And that she she couldn't. I mean, she just, she was so addicted to that. Right. It took her a while. And then finally she posted a message. Well, she posted a message she was going to take a vacation. Like, she needed to be alone for a while. Right. That's not necessarily taking it down going, hey, I'm a lying sack of shit. I'm. (laughs) <laughs> now you guys are screwed and then delete your <laughs> then delete your account like at least if you're gonna go out go out on ball flame that's, you know, that's my thing if you gotta destroy better to burn out than to fade away if you gotta destroy yourself take as many people as you can with you <laughs> you know so there's a whole bunch of guys going wait what it's not her and then never know right. <laughs> so she she's like oh, I'm gonna take a while uh, I'm gonna go away for a while and then she had this final sit down with Joe right. and Joe was kind of like we were friends you did this to me I don't know how we're going to move on from here but you're still my friend kind of thing and right. it seems very hopeful like maybe they'll still talk yes then of course they had the, the, the final wrap up where it fades to black and they kind of do the old, oh, here's what's going on, Rose. And apparently Rose kept her account down for 24, 24 hours, hours, which I called, by the hey, way. Yes, he did. I said, as soon as those cameras are down, she's going back up. Yeah. So for 24 hours, it was down, and then she was back up doing her shenanigans again, I'm assuming. But then they had her on, you know. Well, they, yeah, because she had 700 and some friends, and yeah. they ended up being 1,000. Yeah, so like she got 1,000 more, like at least 300 more friends by the time it, they filmed taping and it's airing right because I'm assuming they do the follow up like probably like the week or two before they actually go on air right to kind of give you like oh people this is what's going on so it was she goes from like 700 friends to 1000 friends they get her up on Skype to talk to her and she now has a boyfriend you know that she met online through that Carrie Ann profile but the kicker is he lives out in California and she moved out there right to go see him or, or at least flew out there to go out to see him how the blurb sounded it was like this guy didn't even know that she wasn't Carrie Ann until she landed and walked out right you know and but he was okay with the fact that she lied to him and apparently they're dating and uh, to me as far as I could go it's it's the guy in me it went okay the girl that slept off the plane isn't the hottie that was online but she's still a hottie, so I'll keep her around. <laughs> <laughs> well, still, they said she moved in with them. Yeah, she moved out there with them. Right. Which, again, that goes to, to me, like, I just think that the guy went, all right, well, you know what? She's not the, you know, ex, 
you know, not the winner playboy playmate, but she's still a smoking cute chick, mm-hmm. you know, so I'll keep her around. Right. I don't think the trust level's really there as far as relationships goes, because if she's still doing her shenanigans online, how can you have a relationship based on trust on so, that? Right. You know, so then, you, then the kid, Joe, is still single, but looking, of course, <laughs> which means that right now, uh, probably about a thousand girls went to look on his Facebook page and like and go, you're so cute, I like you. Right. You know, so you know his popularity went up a couple spikes. <laughs> yeah, and that that was pretty much the show. I mean, it was nice to see the show again. Yes. I was really kind of, I got to I gotta be honest, I was roped in. I thought the kid got the holy grail. Yes. But as far as, you know, Rose is a good consolation prize. Yeah. If it would have just worked out, but the kid didn't even bother talking to her after that, which goes some way. Like, you feel so betrayed, you just never want to talk to a person again. Right. I think, like I, I, we were talking after after the show ended, was I think she became a social pariah, and that's why she wanted to get out of town. I mean, that's why she kind of, 24 hours later, I'm sure news spread like wildfire through the town. Yeah, in a small town like that, you know, the moment that, that Joe said something to somebody, it went Right. That you know, wherever that girl went, it was like you're a leper, social pariah. How you doing, Carrie? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> so she probably, you're right. She probably did, you know, probably the closest guy, well, the guy that furthest away, but the one she probably had the next closest relationship like with. Too. Yeah, said I, I want to come out there, you know. And I don't think I gotta be honest. I don't really think she could afford to fly out there by herself. Right. At least it, it never. I'm not saying she was poor, but to be able to a, t- a plane ticket is expensive. Yeah. You know, especially like California from New York, right? You know, you're going six thousand miles, I think, <laughs> a gazillion miles. I don't know. I'm bad at geom- geom- geometry. I'm, ba- I'm so bad at geometry. I think it's geography. <laughs> That's how bad I am, people. <laughs> so, so I think that she kind of was like, you know, the first guy that said, "Oh, I'll pay for you." Like, I, like she looked like she, like I said to Ed earlier, looked like she was in her mid to late 20s mm-hmm. so I can see a guy being like in his mid to late 30s or 40s saying oh, I'll pay for you baby I go, oh come on and then flying out there and going oh you're not the playboy playmate that I thought you were from your pictures but come on in <laughs> <laughs> no no baby we'll work it out we'll work it out just keep walking around naked okay, we'll work it out <laughs> So that, that was that was Catfish. It was nice to see it back. Yes, something to talk about weekly on the show now. <laughs> <laughs> no, so uh, all right. Well, that's Catfish. Yep. So now let's get into the meat of the episode. Yes. Award season. Yes. I'm always I'm always kind of jazzed about this because I used to when uh, I went, at a place I used to work at. I used to run what's called the Oscar pool. Yes, I remember that. I was, I was in the pool. Yes. <laughs> Where it's basically, here's the bout of Oscars. You pick out who you think your winners were, and the one who got the most right won. Yes. Whatever the pot was. You know, and if it was a tie, you picked, like, best... Uh... It, it would always be, like, best short subject, best documentary. It would be something odd. Like not Yeah, like that we would really get. It was just a guess yeah, like, that they no, took. When you're doing the Oscar pool, you no know, one ever really knows what sort, short subject documentary is going to win, unless you're way anal and going to see everything was yeah i remember one was it when your was a best costume yes design yeah and of course when it comes to oscar pulls my always thing is always bet on the on the holocaust <laughs> you never i'm telling you right now people if you got if you have an oscar pool at work and i highly recommend doing it because it's fun yeah it, it was make, fun. It, it makes it a lot more fun than actually sitting and watching the Oscars without doing anything else it's kind of like a party always bet on some sort of holocaust movie <laughs> always wins guaranteed guaranteed Hollywood loves patting themselves on the back when it comes to we feel bad about World War II. <laughs> <laughs> 
I remember one year there was a it was a, it was a short movie about children in concentration camps. The boy with the striped pajamas. See and see that's how that's how memorable this movie was because I think everyone picked it by my my suggestion. <laughs> it was like Nazi kid. How do we call it uh, Holocaust kids. Oscar gold. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it doesn't matter what I was up, up against. Oh, America's revolutionary. Nope, Nazi kids. Winner. <laughs> but let's go through the process. Because usually, beginning of the year, it's usually like the People's Choice Awards. Right. Where people say, no, this is what we like because you guys don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> then it usually is the Golden Globes. And then the Golden Globes is a good bounce off of who's going, who's possibly going to win the Oscar. Right. You know, sometimes people are usually shocked about who wasn't nominated for an Oscar or nominated for a Golden Globe mm-hmm. and then get nominated for an Oscar. It right. kind of works out that way. But I figured I'd go off down the list of the People's Choice Awards of who a, won. Yeah. Just to kind of give you an idea so you can all go, yay, I'm glad that one won because I liked it. They say favorite movie. I'm just not going to go through nominate. I don't know. Do you want me to go through nominations? Nah, just go right to the winners? Yeah, just go right to the winners. Okay. Favorite I mean, I'll, I'll ask you if, if it's something I didn't like. I'm like, well, who's nominated? The, you know? Okay. All okay. right. It's fair enough. Uh, favorite movie. Again, you can check all this online if you're curious as well. You know, <laughs> I got all this information from the People's Choice Awards.com. You know, like just Google them and you'll find them. Right. Right off the bat, the favorite movie was The Hunger Games. Okay. I liked it. I thought okay. it again. You know, I didn't see it, but uh, it was, what else was nominated for that one, though? I uh, Amazing Spider-Man, Avengers, Dark Knight Rises, and Snow White and the Huntsman. Really? <laughs> Avengers didn't beat <laughs> Hunger Games? What's up with that? People's Choice, Teen Girls. Oh, right. You got to remember, this is the public voting, so if, if you can give a high school girl access to a voting booth, they're going to vote with what they think is popular. Right. And Hunger Games was a pretty good game. Good game. Good movie. <laughs> It'd probably be a good game, too, but... So, they won. Okay. Uh, you got your favorite favorite movie actor okay. was Robert Downey Jr. RDJ. Yo, what's up? <laughs> favorite comedic TV actress was Leia Michelle, which I gotta be honest, I didn't look to see who, what show she was on. Okay. So, I mean, if you want to Google it real fast or not, but she was up against Jane Lynch, which I know is from Glee, Kelly Cuco from Big Bang Theory. Wow. Sophia Vargas from Modern Family. I'm sorry, what was his name again? Leia, L-E-A, Michelle. And Zoe Deschanel, I guess, obviously, New Girl. Mm-hmm. And I, the only reason why I'm saying is I, I, I know those actresses from their shows because they don't have the shows listed. Okay. So I don't know what show she's from. Good for her. I'm assuming it's going to be some sort of team, move, team TV show. Because... <laughs> I can't see how, like, out of that list, I think I voted for Zoe Deschanel because I love her. Oh, she's Rachel Barry in Glee. Oh, uh, okay. The, the dark-haired one? Yes. Oh, the snob. Yes. Yeah, the one every time I see her outside of, oh, what do you call it, a, an interviews, she always looks like such a bitch. Yeah. <sighs> Way to go, teen girls. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> uh, favorite, famous, fa- famous, favorite dramatic TV actor was Nathan Fillion. Really? Yep, for, for Castle. Yeah, and you know, I started watching a couple of episodes. Love that show. It's a really good show. A really good show. He beat out Ian Summerhall, Jared Padalecki, Jensen Eccles, and Paul Weasley. Wow. Which, I gotta admit, though, I'm kind of shocked because you got Vampire Diaries, the two guys from Supernatural, and the guy from the Vampire... Actually, both guys from Vampire Diaries and both guys from Supernatural. Supernatural, yeah. That's what probably did it, because girls were split on the vote. Yeah. So Nathan Fillion probably sneaked through above all those other all the other heartthrobs because I voted for Nathan because I I just totally dig him for those people who are geeksters he's basically from you know Serenity I mean, yep. Firefly yep which brings us now to favorite movie actress okay it was Jennifer Lawrence basically Katniss from The Hunger Games oh okay she was Mystique in X Men First Class oh okay. okay 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And she was now gonna, yeah. she's going to be a, a Mystique again for Days of Future Past. Cool. All right. Favorite dramatic TV actress was Ellen Pompeo, which I know the name. I just can't think of what the show is. Let me look that up. Sure. Why not? She uh, beat out Emily Deschanel, Zoe's sister for Bones, Jennifer Goodwin, Nina Dobrev, and Stan. I can never give her. Basically, the chick from Castle, who was the voice of Talia Al Ghul. And- Sorry. What was Emily's last name again? Pompeo, P-O-M-P-E-O. I got a feeling you're going to be editing out a lot of my spellings. <laughs> now I'm going to leave it in. Oh, yay. So that was, again, TV actress, drama. I don't know what show she's in. Or maybe I just don't know her name. <laughs> Actually, it's not coming up at all. Dun, dun, dun. Hmm. Why don't you just go to peopleschoice.com and look at winners? <laughs> and better yet, why don't you just have that? <laughs> oh, my God, look at... That seemed too logical, Sean. <laughs> Hindsight's always twenty twenty. <laughs> All right, well, I'll just continue on. They yeah. have a favorite movie icon, which I thought was kind of a, an odd thing. Favorite movie icon, you had, uh, it was Meryl Streep one. Okay. Which, you know, she is an icon, can't dispute that. Right. You know, who she was up against were other heavyweights, Emma Thompson, Maggie Smith, Michelle Pfeiffer, and Susan Sarandon. I think I voted for Susan Sarandon okay. just because of Rocky Horror Picture Show. But then again, I might have voted for <laughs> Michelle Pfeiffer because I love her. Uh, favorite daytime TV host was Ellen DeGeneres. You know, huh. granted, no argument there. Favorite action movie. Here you go, folks. This one's going to be a, a... Remember, Teen Girls voted. <laughs> oh, no. The Hunger Games won. For favorite action movie, beating out Amazing Spider-Man, Avengers, Dark Knight Rises, and Men in Black Three. Wow! Which I'm kind of surprised Men in Black Three was on there. <laughs> I guess they need to round out the category somehow. <laughs> but again, Hunger Games was a good movie. I don't think it was better than, you know, the Avengers. Right. Definitely better than Dark Knight Rises, Amazing Spider-Man, and <laughs> Men in Black Three. We've already discussed my yes. hatred. <laughs> Favorite late night talk show host was Jimmy Fallon. Okay. You know, again, I who, like him. I don't watch his show. Who do you beat out? Uh, yeah. Yeah, your typical Chelsea Handler, which she's talentless, so anyone can beat her. I could beat her as far as late night talk show host. <laughs> People, that's what we're going to do next year. Just start listening to the show after 1130 at night and then vote <laughs> me in for your favorite nighttime TV host. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> Writing. Uh, actually, late night talk show host. So this is a talk show. But she, uh, he, she, uh, he also beat out Conan O'Brien, David Letterman, and Jimmy Kimmel. Hmm. I mean, I've never, I've never been up that late <coughs> to see Jimmy Fallon, so I don't know. Um, I think he has that that nice guy appeal. Okay. Which I think more towards like lean teen girls would lean to watching him because he has what's hip. Like Justin Timberlake's always on, so I think that more people probably vote for him than anything else. Right. Favorite action movie star Chris Helmsworth. Okay. Thor himself. Okay. Beat out Captain America, Batman, Iron Man, and Will Smith. <laughs> <laughs> now here's your favorite new talk show host, which you know it's because we can't let the new people in. Right. Not, you know that's Steve Harvey one beating out Ricky Lake, Michael Strahan, Katie Kirk, and Jeff Prost. My thing is though those four people, with the exception of Michael Strahan. Everybody else is an established right. star. Like Mike Probst has been a host of Survivor for how many years? Yeah. So just because he gets a new talk show host, you're going to try giving him an award for it. Katie Couric, she's been in TV forever. Right. Ricky Lake, she was a talk show host back in the 80s. She's not new. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, Steve Harvey having his own talk show host during the day. Yeah, I mean, what else did he do besides host the Family Feud? <laughs> okay, favorite face of heroism. Which I thought this was an odd topic. It's like, okay, here you go, people. If you had to do heroes, who would you have leading the charge? <laughs> uh, Jennifer Lawrence for The Hunger Games. Okay. But though she beat out Anne Hathaway, 
for Dark Knight, Emma Stone for Amazing Spider-Man, Kristen Stewart, and Scarlett Johansson. Really? Yeah. I, I mean, I think Scarlett was better. <laughs> yeah. I'm always going to vote for Scarlett in tight leather. <laughs> Though Anne Hathaway was a close second. Yes, she looked yeah. good in that outfit. Yeah. Favorite competition TV show? <laughs> Want to take a guess? <laughs> the X Factor. You're right. Let me guess because you're looking at the screen. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, The X Factor won. Beating out the voices, Dance with the Stars, American Idol, and America's Got Talent. Big shocker there. Right. Okay, favorite celebrity judge. <laughs> what? Howard Stern wasn't nominated on this list? Wow. But it was Demi Lovato, for, I guess for The X Factor. Eh, all right, whatever. Favorite comic, comedic movie was Ted. Yeah. Awesome. I voted for Ted, so I'm happy to see that. All right, favorite celebrity. Well, of course, though, I'm I'm, I'm looking at the List. other nominees here. And yeah, I mean, like Twenty One Jump Street. I mean, like okay, I it was mean, a comedy. You also got to remember too, it's People's Choice, which you had Channing Tanning in it. Right. Ha, you know, and it was what's his face is uh, who he co-star with. I always forget it. Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill, yeah. Thin Jonah Hill, not chubby Jonah Hill. <laughs> You got well, There's a distinction. You have Jonah Hill being funnier when he was chubbier, I think, than when he is when he's, when he's thinner. Right. Because I've seen him lately. He looks like he's chubbed up again. So I think he kind of realizes that his comedy is in his flat. <laughs> I just like the phrase, he chubbed up again. Yeah, he chubbed up again. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> I have to use that at a party sometime. <laughs> well, that's a double meaning, too. <laughs> I'll let you people figure out how that double meeting works in. Chubbed up. <laughs> okay, favorite comedic movie actor is Adam Sandler, which annoys the shit out of me. Because, number one, none of his movies were nominated for a comedic movie. Right. So why the hell is he nominated for comedic actor? And to vote for him enough times to win, beating Ben Stiller, Chatham Tanning, Will Ferrell, and Zach Galifianakis. What was Ben Stiller in? Then? He had that watch. You know, it's Ben oh, Stiller. Oh, that's he, right. Almost watched, any movie. about that one. Any movie he's in is really a comedy. Yeah. You know, but yeah. I think the most recently was The Watch. Okay. But, I mean, Adam Sandler, really? He's your doo he doesn't even do that anymore. No, now he just wants to talk in a funny voice. Yeah. You know, all the time. Hey, Hey, All right, well, TV... Now, here's a couple of ones. I thought, favorite TV fan following. So, basically, who has the biggest fan base on television? Yeah. Goes to Supernatural. All right. Which is weird, because it looks like it says... I don't, I don't understand what the SPNF family no. Supernatural is, because for Vampire Diaries, they have TV... D, T, TVD family so I don't know what those man but I was happy to see Supernatural win yeah because I'm a fan of that show yes. so great suck show. it suck it Gleeksters <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you said it not me <laughs> hate that show <laughs> Gleeksters <laughs> <laughs> which now come to think of it they were, since they're, our show is Geeksters I wonder if people are confusing us with like Glee, Glee fans no wonder we got a lot of downloads oh crap <laughs> Sorry, folks. <laughs> You're in for a world of hurt. <laughs> Favorite comedic movie actress. Another one that pissed me off. Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> really? I, the only movie I thought she was hysterical in was Horrible Bosses. And I don't even, was that even a, a 2012 release? I don't know. Oh. But she beat out Cameron Diaz, Emily Blunt, Mila Kunis. Yeah. Meg, Meg Griffin herself. Yeah. How'd you and beat she, that? She was in Ted. Yeah. The, they, people, people voted as the funniest comedic movie they couldn't vote for the girl who was in it. 
You go with the girl, Jennifer Sandy, Grant, granted, she's a good actress. Funniest? Yeah. This year? <laughs> really? <laughs> I'm trying to think of what movie she was in this year. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Must have been that memorable. <laughs> it's because, again, it's, it's favorite, so it's like, oh, I always like her, so I'll vote for her. <laughs> favorite new TV comedy, which the new normal one. I haven't uh, seen. I haven't seen either, so I can't weigh in. I mean, they beat out Go On, Guys With Kids, The Mindy Project, and The Neighbors. All shows I have not seen. So. <laughs> can't really talk about that one too much. I'm like, move on, move on, folks. Move, move on, on, move on. <laughs> uh, favorite dramatic movie, The Perks of Being a Wallflower, which I haven't seen, but I did hear it was good. Yeah. Uh, it beat out Argo, Lucky One, Magic Mike, and The Val. Which I wouldn't actually call Magic Mike a dramatic that's, movie. That's, I, mean, I was looking at that kind of puzzled, like Magic Mike is a dramatic movie. Okay, maybe as a guy, I look at it as a comedy because it's about guy strippers, and maybe women who actually watch the movie actually do know it's a drama, the dramedy, dramedy, drama. I saw it. I thought it was fabulous. <laughs> Favorite new TV drama? Oh, my sister's going to be so pissed at this one. <laughs> Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> Why is your sister going to be pissed? she hates... What's her face? The girl Christine, played... Kristen Kirk. Yeah. Kirk, I, Kirk, because she just got so tired of her incessant whining on Smallville. <laughs> and to me... I think so. So did Smallville. <laughs> I mean, it beat out Arrow, Elementary, Nashville, and Revolution. Right. So again, teen girls voting... For the hot guy, the Beauty and the Beast aspect, I liked it better when it was Ron Perlman and Ms. Terminator herself. You know, when he was he was a lion rather than a, just a guy with scars on his face. face yeah. It's like really get with the teen girls. Well, some of the, some of the other shows though that I mean Arrow, I mean I think that was a good show. Now of course I'm a, more of a comic book fan, so right. I enjoy it for that aspect. You know, I mean Revolution. I mean that was supposed to be a big hit. Uh, from what I understand, a lot of people like that show. Yeah, uh, Nashville, not my thing. Elementary is that. Sherlock Holmes show, yeah. which is also good, uh-huh. but Beauty and the Beast. Twas Beauty killed the Beast. <laughs> I just, uh, yeah, I can see my nephew, my sister, going no. <laughs> Favorite dramatic movie actor was Zac Efron again. Teen girls, nice teen girls. Got to know who you're voting for. Beating up Bradley Cooper, Shannon Tanny, Jake Gyllenhaal, and Liam Neeson. <laughs> now, now we're gonna start getting bunch of young, bunch of young guys and the old guy. Yeah. <laughs> Favorite male artist. Jason Mraz. I, I got move on, but you know, no, no. I will, I will make a thing though that I don't. I guess Justin Bieber was on the list and didn't win. Uh, you know what? Then I'm happy for Justin. So am I. I'm, I'm kind of glad that okay, maybe the teen girls did something right. Yeah. I think once. that personally, I think that it was the middle-aged housewife beat out their daughters because Jason Mraz <laughs> is only really good for middle-aged housewives. <laughs> That's right. I said it. I know right now there's a fan out there going, I'm not a middle-aged housewife. No, but you listen to music that is. <laughs> Favorite dramatic movie actress, Emma Watson. <laughs> Can't argue with that one. Yeah. Hermione. Hermione. Beating out Charlize Theron, Kieran Knightley, Meryl Streep, and Rachel McAdams. Tough Emma. list. Tough list, but Tough list. by far one of the cutest ones on the list. Yeah. <laughs> so I can think I'm go behind that one. Favorite female artist was Katy Perry. <laughs> Beating out Adele, Carrie Underwood, Pink, and Taylor Swift. Ooh. <laughs> Taylor Swift didn't get one. Favorite movie franchise, which, okay, this one kind of annoys me too, because a franchise to me means more, more than, than one, one movie. movie. Right. All right, so here's your nominations. The Avengers. One movie. The Dark Knight, 
Three movies. The Hunger Games. One movie. Madagascar. Three movies. Spider-Man. Three movies. Four. Four movies. Hunger Games wins. (laughs) So basically, people, you voted for the favorite potential movie franchise. (laughs) (laughs) Which, again, favorite movie franchise, wouldn't you have had Harry Potter? Yeah, was that wasn't that out last year or this past year, 2012? Yeah, yeah. So to me, like, and especially if Emma Emma Stone. Well, Emma Stone was also in that. Not Emma Stone. Um, Emma Watson was in the Perks of Being a Wallflower. Okay. So that's probably the reason why she got the nominee, not for her her portrayal as a wand wielding hottie. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite movie superhero. <laughs> okay, Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. Do you really need to say anything else? No. I mean, he was up against Batman, Thor, Captain America, and Spider Man, but let's face it, that movie would have been nothing. It wouldn't have been anything without Robert Downey Jr. There wouldn't have been an Avengers movie if there wasn't an Iron Man movie, and there wouldn't have been an Iron Man movie without Robert Downey Jr. Mm -hmm. So he deserves anything that's superhero related. He's going to be my favorite superhero actor for a long time. (laughs) Unless, you know, somebody else comes along. Next year's movie comes out. <laughs> I'm going to be on the Jennifer Lawrence band like, oh my God, Katniss is so adorable. She empowers me to do so much. I feel like I just take on the world. I don't mind being hunger and playing games. <laughs> All right, favorite hip-hop artist, Nicki Minaj, yo. I like her. Beating out Drake, Flo Rida, Jay-Z and Pitbull. I gotta, be, gotta be honest, her taking out Jay-Z says something. Yeah. Favorite R&B artist is Rihanna, which, Rihanna, why did you go back with Chris Brown? Beats me. <laughs> <laughs> Too soon. Too soon. No, sorry. She she constantly needs to be reminded every day she wakes up, dude, you're going back to the guy who beat the crap out of you. Yeah. What's that say? If you want to be a role model to girls everywhere, like, why would you do that? Right. I, I just, to me, just that's personal preference. I'm sure some people are going, but she is wonderful. I love her music. Her music has nothing to do with her personal life. Sometimes it does. Right. Especially when her personal life makes press. Right. Uh, favorite band? Maroon 5 beating out Green Day Linkin Park No Doubt in the Train Maroon 5 I honestly I can see that because Adam Levine is on The Voice okay so that yeah favorite on stream chemistry <laughs> this one kind of bothered me a little bit too but uh, it was Jennifer Josh and Liam from The Hunger Games alright okay I, I didn't see it so I can't say well I mean you're beating out Emma Stone and Andrew Garfield for Amazing Spider-Man Right. Chris and Stewart and Chris Helmer for Snow White and Huntsman. But you know what? That shouldn't even be a category because in order to have chemistry, you need to have a pulse. And Chris and Stewart doesn't. <laughs> All right. Watching a paint dry has more chemistry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rachel McBa- McAdams, I guess, and Channing Tanning for The Vow. I okay. didn't see that. No. And Scarlett Johansson and Jeremy um, Renner for The Avengers. Yeah. I thought their chemistry was pretty good. I would have loved, I, I mean, I'll be honest. Their chemistry made me want to hopefully see a movie with the two of them in it to see how well they play off of each other. Okay. Just as a, as a Black Widow Hawkeye movie. I, I mean, I didn't really see an online chemistry between the two. Well, I mean, you know, had... I mean, I saw how they played off each other was really good. Right. And the same thing. And, and Josh did paint kind of like a backstory of the whole, you know, just like when they're fighting. Oh, this reminds me of, what's the line? <laughs> oh, crap. <laughs> When we were in what's his face, you would have completely different memories of that. I think that that there's a lot of lot of Josh can do wonders with that chemistry. Somebody's got to watch Avengers again. 
Yeah, I do. I have actually, I have been itching to watch it. <laughs> so every every once in a while, I walk by and I look at my collection. I go, Avengers. I should just pull that out. <gasps> Favorite movie fan following. God, I'm so glad that this is not going to be on next year. It was the Twihards. You people. Ugh. I get douche chills just even saying Twihards. Well, I'm, I'm reading these names. With the Potterheads for Harry Potter. I like that one. The Ringers for Lord of the Rings. Come on, people. Step up. You really should have voted for that one. The Rump. The Rum Runners for Pirates of the Caribbean, which <laughs> Rum Runners is so close to Rump Riders that you really got to think of a better name for your fan base. <laughs> the Tributes for the Hunger Game. The Tributes, really, that's the strongest thing you can come up with. Twihards alone. I'm a Twihard. Oh my God, they're so sparkly and shiny. <sighs> Favorite country artist? Taylor Swift. All right. Okay. I got nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> nope. Move on. Favorite breakout artist? The Wanted. I have no idea who they are. That's how out of touch I am. Let me put it this way. Here's how out of touch I am. I don't know who The Wanted is, and they won. One Direction I know is that European band that Sam, um, we call Simon Cowell, brought right. over. They're all a bunch of basically just Bieber clones. Right. Uh, Godier. I know the one song that he they have. Okay. I don't know who Fun is, and Carly Rae Jepsen, who I know and love. She does the Call Me Baby song, which I am, every time I, <laughs> that song, for almost a month straight, was stuck in my head. And it's so easy to do, too. So all your, all, all of Sean's friends, please sing the song just once. You didn't have to sing the song once. If people, if you go to my Facebook page, Sean Richmond on Facebook, <laughs> that's how easy it is, and just type in a message, Call me maybe. Hey, I just met you, and this is crazy, but here's my number, so call me maybe. If you type that on my page, I will not have that song stuck in my head for a week. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> and I will sing it, too. JC <laughs> it will. It got so bad that I actually had to download the song from iTunes and play it at least once a day so I can get it out of my head. <laughs> Every time I saw one of those little stupid memes... Stuck in my head. She is a musical genius. Yes. I'm sorry to be able to have that kind of power over the mind to be able to implant a song that it affects your lifestyle. Genius. It is. Next Beethoven, right there. There you go. That song will be forever remembered. At least to me. I can't believe she lost. What's with you, girls? I think that's who I voted for, by the way. <laughs> and then when I saw her name, I sung the tune as I was clicking it. <laughs> hey, I know this is crazy, but it's the People's Choice Awards, so I'll vote for you, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so favorite network TV comedy was The Big Bang Theory. Yay! Yeah, you can't. I mean, it beat out Glee, How I Met Your Mother, Modern Family, and New Girl. And the only thing I have to say about How I Met Your Mother, I think it's about time you meet your mom. Right. I mean, how many years you got to tell a story? It's nine years, I think. Yeah, I think it's time. Those kids are, are have graduated from college at this point. <laughs> they don't even care anymore. Yeah, <laughs> they're going to cut the season. Said that time about your mother. They're going to have two skeletons sitting on the sofa. <laughs> 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 
All right, so uh, here you go. Favorite song. Let's go back to the argument. <laughs> what makes you beautiful? One Direction. So One Direction doesn't win Best New Artist. Break, yeah, the favorite breakout artist. Right, but it'll win favorite song. Beating Out, Call Me Maybe. <laughs> One More Night by Maroon 5. We're, we're Never Ever Getting Back Together Again by Taylor Swift. Somebody that you voted as best female, as best country artist. And We Are Young by Fun featuring that person. Janelle <laughs> <laughs> Monet. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, girls. <laughs> Favorite TV, cable TV comedy? That is surprised me, and I'll tell you why. Okay, awkward. I thought this show was... Wait, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm wrong oh, I, you know what? Because I skipped over that <laughs> network drama. We'll go to the cable TV comedy first, right. and then we'll go back. Okay. It was awkward, which I never saw. No. Nah. <laughs> um, I never saw Hot in Cleveland. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. I always vote for it because I love that show, <laughs> mainly because it is in my hometown. <laughs> Melissa and Joey, whoa. And White Collar. I'm sorry, and Psych. Psych, yeah. Psych again, another show that I, I really like. I'm glad it's going back soon. But let's go back to favorite network TV drama. Yes. Now, God. I was surprised by this pick because I thought the show was canceled. Grey's Anatomy? Yes. doesn't matter because People's Choice Awards will get to a show that got canceled that I really liked. Okay. So we'll get to that. Um, Gossip Girl, Grey's Anatomy, Grimm, Once Upon a Time, and Revenge. Now, Grimm and Once Upon a Time, I'm surprised, wasn't one of the winners because yeah. everyone... Grimm is a big hit for ABC. Same uh-huh. with Once Upon a Time. Uh-huh. Grey's Anatomy. Oh, oh, well, whatever. You know. I'm surprised God's Girl still on. Well, this is the last season for it. Thank God. I, I'm the only reason why I know that is not because I watch it. It's <laughs> because I've seen ads on TV during Arrow that Gossip Girl's in its final season. Let's get that straight. Are you, are you sure? Yes. Are you sure it's not during... Uh... <laughs> oh, Vampire Diaries? I like that show. Shut up. <laughs> I mean, I like that show, but I, only, I never vote for it because I'm not a teen girl. I'll sit there and go, what do you mean? Stick go with him. He's the bad boy. You gotta like him. <laughs> I like every once in a while a good teen drama, and that's a good teen drama. It's got vampires that don't sparkle. That's key, that's key for me. They don't sparkle. That's the only difference between that and Twilight. No, and on this show, there was like hearts being ripped out, heads being broke, necks being broken. I mean, it's a violent show when it wants to be. <laughs> and that's why I like about it. Because when I first saw the first heart getting ripped out, not only just ripped out, but kind of like ripped out, body falls in the hand, heart's still in the hand. I'm like, I'm in. <laughs> and Ian Summerhall is so dreamy. <laughs> 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 All right, so then favorite album is Up All Night, One Direction. I got nothing. Yeah. I mean, I, could, I okay. It did believe, beat out "Believe" by Justin Bieber. Thank God. Carrie Underwood's album, Maroon Five, and Fun. But really, <sighs> <sighs> okay. Now here you go. Favorite cable TV drama. Who? What one was Leverage? Okay. Uh-huh. Leverage is probably one of my favorite shows on TV today. Right. It got canceled. Wow. It got canceled. The Christmas, the right before Christmas, they had their final episode. Which, which usually simulates the winter break. Mm-hmm. But then I found out that it was actually canceled because the show had a finale, like a finale feel to it. Right. But also kind of left it off for something more. And then I was reading online because like um, the guy who's uh, Kristen Kane, the guy who stars in it. Right. For those people who don't know who he is, he was Lindsay from Angel. Okay. You know, so and I like him. And then the show also has Timothy Hutton in it. It's a great show it's basically kind of like Mission Impossible meets Ocean Eleven 
kind of it's very like they're a bunch of scam artists who basically steal from the rich to give back to the poor. Right. Like if you were screwed over, we'll provide you leverage. <laughs> Hence the phrase. Now I guess because it was being canceled, that's why they kind of gave it to him. Or you know, uh, I mean, of course, well, it's, it's people's choice. That means the fans stepped up and voted for him. Because the only thing that really kind of gets me is, and I've never seen the show. I'm going to start watching the show. Is The Walking Dead? The Walking Dead. Because people uh, that talk about it that I like that I wouldn't think of like that kind of show love the show because it's a perfect show because it's a it's a zombie show mm-hmm. without zombies. That's the best. Yeah, there's zombies in it, but the main focus of the show isn't about the zombie apocalypse. It's about the people surviving the zombie apocalypse. Right. So that makes it different. And the the comic books the same way because mm-hmm. I read both. I watch the show. I, and well, that's um, the thing. Even even people that watch the show that I know are not comic book readers, read the comic book as well. Because it is that damn good. I mean, I'm telling you right now, people, I'm I'm assuming that people who listen to the show watch, have watched at least one episode of The Walking Dead. Right. With the exception of Ed, I just found out, but that's because he's a social pariah. (laughs) He does not, I I basically do this show to keep him in the loop of what's hip. That's right. (laughs) If Sean wasn't here, I'd be totally lost. He'd be alone in a basement going, what do I watch on TV? I don't know. Let's watch a Disney movie. (laughs) (laughs) The Family Guy's on again. Yeah. (laughs) Another rerun I watched eight million times. I liked Leverage so much that I actually, when I I actually did the vote for the People's Choice, I voted for Leverage over The Walking Dead. Wow. That's how much I love this show. And when, when I heard that when Christian... And I'll, I'm also a fan of Christian Keene since back in the Angel days. Right. So I'm, on, I'm a fan of his Facebook page. Uh-huh. And when he posted, you know, thanks everybody when they found out they won the award. And it's bittersweet because they got canceled. I was like, wait, the show was canceled? Oh, son of a bitch. Because I didn't even know. That's how out of loop I was a little bit. <laughs> but then I looked and I was like, yeah, they canceled the show. I was like, you sons of bitches. But the fans of the show stepped up and went... No, if we, because sometimes if a show wins an award, it might find another home on another network or give it another shot. Right. Like, I mean, look at Chuck. Yeah. Chuck should have been canceled after season two or season three, and the fans brought it back and it was like writing convention. Actually, it was, yeah, season two because it was, that's when the writer's strike happened. Right. And they were canceled because they were resorting everything, and then all the fans came in and. Right. So they got three more seasons out of Chuck, Mm -hmm. thanks to the fans. And Leverage. This was season five. And it also got picked up on, um, as far as the reruns go, on like, I, like the Ion channel. Right. Like, like, which to me is always a good sign that the show's popular enough to be able to go back into syndication on a cable, from a cable network. Right. Show was great. I mean, my dad, I t- my dad watched the first couple episodes and he was like, I, I'm not really into it. I'm like, no, no, you got to give it time. And, it, and then he wound up loving the show too. Because it literally is, like, every episode is, like, an Ocean's Eleven episode. Where, like, you get screwed over, you come to me, and my team try to figure out a way to get revenge for you, but also right. get your money back, or and bring down the bad guy in the process. Okay. Always, and it's a phenomenal show. And it's funny, it's cool, but enough about that. <laughs> Damn it, bring back leverage, you sons of bitches. <laughs> okay, so favorite music video. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know they made music videos anymore. Believe it or not, they do. Like, Where I don't do know they why. show them? I'm assuming MTV between the hours of 2 a.m. and 2.15 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, Katy Perry won. Yeah. Again, beating out Justin Bieber. Great. Carly Rae Jepsen, Call Me Maybe. Great video, too, by the way, because I had to look at the video. <laughs> it, has a, it has a recall. Did you ever see the video? No. It has a twist ending. Does it? Uh-huh. I'm not going to tell you. We're going to watch it after the show. <laughs> Just so I can see the show. Because the ending, I was like, get out of town. It's a twist ending. I was like, what, what, what? 
uh, Gangnam Style, which I can't believe it. Boom, boom, Gangnam Style. Dun, 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 that was like the most uh, watched uh, YouTube it is, video. It is now the biggest YouTube, most watched YouTube, beating out Justin Bieber. Great. I know, that's, uh, anytime <laughs> Justin Bieber gets knocked on a peg, I'm always happy. <laughs> and also Maroon 5, whatever. Right. Yeah, all right. So, busy. so there are music videos, people. <laughs> Here you go, favorite premium cable TV show, True Blood, bitches. <laughs> yeah. Just because you share that good vampire shows are are watchable. Yeah. I love that show. Beating out Sparta, Spartacus, Homeland, Game of Thrones, and Dexter. I'm thinking next next season's going to be Dexter's big year. Because it's the final season. season. Right. And I think people are finally going to start giving it the, the end of its props because that show is so good. Anybody who can make a serial killer lovable. <laughs> but True Blood, yeah, okay, I got no problems with that one. Here you go, favorite TV crime drama, Castle, Booyah, yeah. Beating Out Bones, Criminal Minds, CSI, and NCIS. Wow. I love that show, Castle. And Nathan Fillion really does make the show, which I'm, makes me even happier that he won yeah. the, the award, because I'm like, you know, there's a guy who really put his, his time in yeah. as an actor. Yeah. Of course, I don't think my sister will ever like him because of his, his he was the preacher for the final season of Buffy. Which you never got around to saying, did no. you? Yeah, well, I can't even bring it up. Because he does something that my sister will never forgive him for doing. You can tell me. I, he, uh, I'll forget in like 20 that's minutes true. anyway. He poked out uh, Xander's eye. Oh, he's the one that poked out Xander's yeah. eye. Cause I, know he, I know Xander's missing an eye. Yes, Xander's so. missing an eye, and it's because of Nathan Fillion. Oh. He was called the preacher, and he was like this thing. He's like, oh, you must be, you're the heart of the, the, the team. You see everything. Let's see how you see without this. And puts his thumb right in his eye. And it was like, <laughs> sister was bawling her eyes out like a little bitch. <laughs> That's great. She she was so affected by that that when we finally did see, um, what's his face, um, Nicholas Brandon, mm-hmm. I actually had made her tell the story how upset she was when he got his eye poked out. <laughs> All right. All right. Favorite TV, sci-fi fantasy TV show, Supernatural. Woo! Which, again, makes me happy. Even though it did beat up Doctor Who, Once Upon a Time, The Vampire Diaries, and The Walking Dead, yeah, it makes sense. It really does. I mean, with this with this lineup, I mean, Doctor Who's great, but that's it's, that's a real selective yeah, group that teenage watches girls that. aren't watching it. No, Once Upon a Time again, I'm kind of surprised, but right, Vampire mm-hmm. Diaries as well. I mean, that goes along the same lines as that, you know, the teen girl, which is even funnier. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's even funnier because, you know, being a teen girl myself. That's <laughs> so dreamy. No, I voted for Supernatural. Okay, good. Which always gets me because Jensen Eccles plays uh, uh, Dean on the show. Yeah. But before he was Dean, he played um, on Supernatural. It's Smallville. In Smallville, sorry. Right. Yeah, Smallville. He played as Lana's boyfriend in Smallville. Yeah. And he was a dick. Hated him on that show. I thought he was great. I just I just never they, liked the, the thing that really kind of creeped me out, though, they were in high school and he was a coach. Well, I, you know what? I, but see, now, I, in my head, I was okay with that because I figured he was kind of young enough himself that he could have just been right out of college. So yeah. he figured 22, it was her senior year, so she was 18, you know? Yeah. So I, I, I don't it, know. the math didn't bother me. But I just didn't <laughs> the like The whole his, student-teacher relationship That kinda. didn't bother me either. That's, <laughs> that just adds sexiness to it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let me show you how to throw that ball, baby. Oh, yeah. But I just didn't like his character on the show. And then when he went to Smallville, I was like, that guy's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, oh, we got two more things. Favorite music fan following, which was Katy Perry. Called the Kitty Cats. <laughs> Katy Cats. Which is, okay, now, just, the Justin Bieber fans are called the Biebers. 
Um, I'm sorry, Beliebers. Beliebers? Whatever. Wow, if I can't, that's just stupid. One Directions are called Directioners. Really? Who thinks of these words? Katy Perry, Kitty Cats, Katy Cats. All right. Demi Lovato or the Lovatics. Oh, whatever. Selena Gomez or Selena Aders. Who thinks of these names? I mean, at least Katy Cats kind of makes sense. Right. Wow. Who come? Oh. <laughs> okay, and finally, the final thing is the favorite comedic TV actor was Chris Colfer. <laughs> yep. Okay. okay, no clue. <laughs> Beating out Jesse Tyler Ferguson, Jim Parsons, Neil Patrick Harris, and Ty Burrell. Okay, well, Jim Parsons and Neil Patrick Harris, I know. Jesse Tyler Ferguson, I think he's from New Girl. But who's Chris Colfer? I don't know. Come on, you should be looking at this stuff. I'm, I'm typing his face again. And those were the awards for the People's Choice. Which, I'm going to say overall, eh, my, my favorite one's one, so I don't care. Glee. <laughs> he uh, is the... Uh, the gay guy? Gay guy, yeah. Oh, see? I know just enough about the show to be dangerous. <laughs> Do you mean look up Jesse Tyler... Ferguson? Yeah. I think he's a new girl. I could be wrong. I usually am. And I don't care if I am. People could suck it. Modern Family. <laughs> Modern Family. Yes. Oh, he's the gay guy. Yeah, the redhead gay guy. <laughs> yes. Do you know why I know him from? From, <laughs> okay, here you go. I know him from So You Think You Can Dance. <laughs> we'll get to that in the summertime because that is my favorite show of all times during the summer. And Ty Burrell is also from Modern Family. He is the father with the the, the gay, the redhead gay uh, the person's husband. Sister, oh, yeah. No, no, not his oh, husband. okay. Her sister's husband. Gotcha. Right, Okay. He's pretty funny, actually. So. Yes. All right. Well, that goes... Uh, that's people's choice. I'm sure we probably took a nice chunk of time out of that one. We are at... Uh, like, for an hour, over an hour and seven. You know what? Who cares, people? This is free-flowing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we still got two more war shows to go through. I'll just give you a little... We'll just go through the rundown of the nominations. Yes. And maybe make some comments along the way. Um, we're talking about the Golden Globes. Okay. So, now, those are... Probably already voted on, and the award ceremony Sunday. Yes, I usually watch it because it's usually hosted by someone fun. I forget who it's hosted by. Usually, Ricky Gervais has done it the past couple of years, and I always like him. You know, I don't know who's doing it this year. And I'm looking forward to the Oscars, but we'll get to that. You know, who's <laughs> hosting the there. Oscars when we get there? Because we can talk a little bit about that. But as far as the Golden Globes go, we'll just do the rundown here. Best motion picture drama: Argo, Django Unchained, Life of Pi, Lincoln, and Zero Dark Thirty. I'm going to go right off the bat and tell you that I don't think Zero Dark Thirty... I think Zero Dark Thirty is going to win an awful lot of awards. Oh, yeah. Only because it is the first movie talking about tracking down Osama Bin Laden and that whole bit. Right, right. And America loves to pat themselves on the back about these kind of movies. Okay. Whether the movie's good or not. Okay. I just think that's going to be one... Like, like the Hurt Locker. Um, Just not to change the subject, yeah. we could go back about the host. Yeah. It's Seth MacFarlane. Seth MacFarlane's hosting the Oscars. He's also hosting the Golden Globes. Oh, wait. Yeah, but yeah, you're... Yeah, I got to work on my fact-checking here. Yeah, I want to put your foot in your mouth, buddy. That's the reason why I was waiting for the Oscars to talk about it. Womp, 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 womp. Boom. Ed, Ed, Ed. And you could have waited on that one. <laughs> oh, no, that's right, because you thought he was hosting the Golden Globes. That's right. Um, well, Argo I saw, great movie. Django Unchained, solid, great movie. Life of Pi, I'm interested in seeing it, but not really, you know... If I never see it, I'm not going to lose sleep over it. 
Link and I want to see. I'll wait till Cable. Zero Dark Thirty. Um, my dad saw it. He said it was great, but I kind of called the ending. <laughs> and, and to me, it wasn't like, oh, you guys got some so Bin Laden. I'll let you in on a little hint, secret hint. Spoiler, folks. You never see them catch him. <laughs> it leads all the way up to catching him, but you never actually see him at all. Right. But I still think America wants to pat themselves on the back saying, oh, look, look how great we are making a movie about the war. Best motion picture, comedy, or musical. You have the best exotic Marigold Hotel, which I never heard of. Les Miserables, <laughs> which I do want to say, believe it or not, yes, I know it's a musical, but it's got, you know, Hugh Jackman, Kurt, not Kurt Russell, Russell Crowe, and uh, what's her face? Uh, Catwoman, Anne Hathaway in it. And everyone's saying Anne Hathaway is like amazing in it. Uh, Moonrise Kingdom, Salmon Fishing in the Yemen. Silver Lining play, Silver Linings Playbook. I want to see that only because it's based out of Philadelphia. Okay. It's with Bradley Cooper and uh, Michelle Lawrence, I think her name is. Yeah. You know, and uh, Robert, Robert, um, Robert De Niro. Okay. Did you find out who's hosting the uh, yes, I Golden did. Globes now? You yes. sure now? Yes. Did you double check? Yes. Who is it? It's two people. It's Tina Fey and Amy Fowler. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, just Tina Fey, yeah, but it seems like Tina Fey, every time, I think, because they did the weekend update together. Yes. So, and it's on, I think it's going to be on the Saturday Night Live network. Uh, NBC? C- NBC, yeah. So, sure, why not? If you can get one, why not get both? Right. <sighs> oh, well. Well, at least it'll be funny because Tina Fey, I like Tina Fey. Mm-hmm. Plus, also, they're going to give her as many... Stuff to do since the last season of Third Rock, Thirty Rock. Right. All right. Well, best performance by an actor in a motion picture, comedy, or musical: Jack Black for Bernie, Bradley Cooper for Silver Linings Playbook, Hugh Jackman, Les Mis, Ewan McGregor, Salmon Fishing in the Yemen, and Bill Murray, Hyde Park on Hudson. Any comments about any of them? No. Nope. All right. Best performance by an actress in a motion picture drama: Jessica Chastain. Zero Dark Thirty, Marion Cotillard for Rust and Bone, Helen Mirren, Hitchcock, Naomi Watts, The Impossible, and Rachel Weiss, The Deep Blue Sea. Wow. Now, my vote's going to Helen Mirren because I saw Hitchcock. She was so good in it. That was the only movie that, I mean, just based on what you told me kind of thing. I mean, I I, have, I haven't seen any of those, so um, that's the, the way uh, it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so for best performance for an actor in a motion picture drama... We have Daniel Day-Lewis, Richard Gere, oh, let me guess, Daniel Day-Lewis for Lincoln, Richard Gere for Arbitage, John Hawks for The Sessions, Joaquin Phoenix for The Master, and Denzel Washington for Flight. Okay. Any uh, comments on that? <clears throat> let me guess, you haven't seen any of them. I haven't seen any of them, no. I mean, the one, the more, the one I'm most interested in is uh, Lincoln. Yes. So, I mean, and then a lot of people are saying that Daniel Day-Lewis is one of those actors that... Every know, time he's in a movie, he wins an Oscar. Right. So, I mean... I, I think the only person who give him a run for his money is Denzel, because I saw Flight, and it was really good. Okay. Um, well, best performance for an actress in a motion picture, comedy, or musical, which we'll get to. You have Emily Blunt for Salmon Fishing in the Yemen, Judy Dench for The Best Exotic Marigold Hotel, Jennifer Lawrence for Silver Lang's Playbook, Maggie Smith for Quartet, and Meryl Streep for Hope Springs. Wow. <laughs> right. Well, my wow is, why isn't Anne Hathaway nominated for Les Mis? Yeah. You know, everyone's saying how great she is. Why are they... Passing over for that, but mm-hmm. I guess maybe we'll see about the Oscars. Right. Uh, best foreign language film: Armor from Australia, A Royal Affair from Denmark, The Intouchables from France, Contiki from Norway, and Rust and Bone from France. <laughs> I have no. Neither do I. No That's one of those blind like. Yeah, I'll vote for that one. <laughs> now, best performance by an actress in a supporting role in a motion picture. 
Amy Adams for The Master, Sally Field for Lincoln, which I didn't even know she was in. Oh, here you go. Anne Hathaway for Les Mis. Supporting actress? Huh. Hmm. All right. Helen Hunt for The Sessions, and Nicole Kidman for The Paperboy. All right. Never seen any of them, so move on. Best performance by an actor in a supporting role for a motion picture. Alan Arkin in Argo. Leonardo DiCaprio for Django Unchained. Philip Seymour Hoffman in The Master. Tommy Lee Jones in Lincoln. And Christopher Waltz in Django Unchained. Wow. That's a tough one because I saw Argo and I saw Dan- Django Unchained and uh, Alan Arkin was great and now it's a supporting role. I can almost see it going... T- it's, it's tough because Leonardo DiCaprio, who I am not really a strong fan of, right. for anybody who knows me personally, he was really good in this movie. Like, it made me go, that Leonardo DiCaprio is a damn fine actor. <laughs> <laughs> and then Christopher Waltz, he plays um, the German guy from Glorious Bastards. Okay. Yeah, he, was, he won the Oscar for that role. Which means to me, I mean, he was, and he was good in this one too, but can he win a Golden Globe? Right. Like, we'll, we'll see how he is for the Oscars, see if he's nominated for that. Right. Any comments there, right? Nope. Okay, Best Director, Ben Affleck for Argo. Okay. Catherine Bigelow for Zero Dark Thirty. Ang Lee for Life of Pi. Steven Spielberg for Lincoln. And Quentin Tarantino for Django Unchained. Alright. Alright, that's again tough thing. I mean, I gotta be honest. I think Ben Affleck has gotten to be a really great director. I mean, people say what you want to say about his acting ability, but the man knows how to direct a movie. I'm, I, I think Ben Affleck's a good actor. Well, I'm saying there's some people out there who go, oh, he's not that good. But, I mean, also people forget that he already has an Oscar under his belt because him and Matt Damon wrote um, good Will Hunting. Good Will Hunting. Yeah. So he knows how to write a movie. You know, Baby, Gone Baby Gone, I heard was a good movie I never saw. But I saw The Town. That was a great movie. He mm-hmm. directed that. I saw Argo. Phenomenal in the movie. But who knows? And Quentin, you know, I saw Django and I love that movie. So I, I can't see why not. But I personally, I think it's going to go to Catherine Bigelow for Zero Dark Thirty because she won the Oscar for Heart Locker. Yeah. And again, it's the, hey, good job doing a, you know, movie on the war. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I think she's now just gonna go. Oh, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna write about this because not because it's an interesting story. Because I'm gonna win another Oscar. <laughs> Best screenplay for a motion picture. You have Mark Bowl for Zero Dark Thirty, Tony Kushner for Lincoln, David O. Russell for Silver Lang Playbook, Quentin Tarantino for Django Unchained, and Chris Terrio for Argo. Wow. Uh, again, good strong thing. I mean, as far as screenplays go, it's basically movie. If right. you like the movie, then you like the screenplay kind of thing. Right. Best original score. Uh, you have Michael Danner for Life of Pi, Alexander Desplat for Argo, Dario Marinelli for Anna Karenina. <laughs> and then you have Tom Triker, Johnny Kilmack, and Ryan O'Hell for Cloud Atlas, and John Williams for Lincoln. Can John Williams win something for his work? <laughs> okay, now you got Best Original Song for You from Act. Um, Act of Valor, Not Running Anymore from Stand Up Guys, Safe and Sound from The Hunger Games, Skyfall mm. uh, from, from the movie Skyfall, right. and Suddenly from Les Mis. Um, I gotta say, I mean, okay, out of those movies, I've only seen two, Hunger Games and Skyfall. Les Mis is a musical, so that might win a, an award there for that. Right. But, I gotta say, Skyfall, as far as that went, that's classic Bond song. Right. I mean, right. it was so good, so good. Uh, for best animated film, you have Brave, Frankenweenie, Hotel Transylvania, Rise of the Guardians, and Wreck It Ralph. Um, now, two of those I saw. I saw I, Brave and Wreck It Ralph. I see him here. I, and I heard Rise of the Guardians was really good. I heard also heard Hotel Transylvania was really good. Frankenweenie, I gotta be honest, I didn't see, and I have really no desire to see it because I kind of already saw it twenty years short, ago yeah. as his short. 
So, but I mean, Brave is Pixar, so yeah, that's that's pretty much a tough. They're uh, always the golden child. Yeah. Um, now, as far as best television series, because this is the Golden Globes, right? It does everything. You have Breaking Bad, Boardwalk Empire, Downton Abbey season two, Homeland, and The Newsroom. Hmm. Uh, Breaking Bad supposed to be the final season, so coming up, so might, probably might give a nod to them. Yeah, uh, performance uh, by an actress in a television series drama. Connie Britton from Nashville, Glenn Close for Damages, Claire Deans, Homeland, Michelle Dockery for Downton Abbey, and Juliana Margulies for The Good Wife. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I don't watch any of their shows. Yeah. So That's a tough one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I do know Connie Britton, though. I think she she was in uh, the first season of American Horror Story. She okay. was also... Uh, did you ever watch the show Sin City? No. You're useless sometimes. <laughs> How can I work with you? <laughs> it's the challenge you have to do every week. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay, well, best performance by an actor in a television series, drama. Steve Buscemi for Boardwalk Empire, Brian Cranston for Breaking Bad, Jeff Daniels, The Newsroom, John Hamm, Mad Men, and Damian Lewis from Homeland. Um, wow, that's a good lineup. Good lineup. Now, as far as, I think John Hamm, what I'm hearing, Mad Men has been causing... I mean, since being a Walking Dead fan, right? I just found out recently, kind of a sidebar thing since we're talking television. Yeah, they just fired their show liner, like the guy who helps run the show right. for the Walking Dead. For you know, because for one reason or another, but a lot of people keep pointing back to the problem is because of Mad Men, because the guy who writes Mad Men to do the last three seasons, right? This being one of them, he got paid thirty million dollars. Wow! So for a cable access company for like TNT. Right. That's I'm sorry, AMC. AMC. Yeah. That's a lot of money. So AMC has been cutting back on other shows to help pay for Mad Men. And Walking Dead happens to be one of those shows that they're taking money from to pay for Mad Men. Wow. So a lot of people keep going that yo, know, whatever problems are Walking Dead are mainly as a result of Mad Men. Whether wow. you believe that or not, it could just be a shop talk. But I yeah. just find that kind of interesting. Yeah. Kind of. Hmm. Um, now, best television series drama. Breaking Bad, Boardwalk Empire, Downton Abbey, Homeland, and The Newsroom. All right. <laughs> Seems like a running theme going on with these. Yeah. Yes. So, who knows? <laughs> I think I just read that one, too. <laughs> <laughs> Felt like you did. That's what I'm thinking. Maybe that's what was a running theme. <laughs> so, you went from actor back to... Uh, oof. Okay, best television series, comedy or musical. Big Bang Theory. Episodes, Girls, Modern Family, and Smash. Smash, I think they already canceled. Yeah, it's uh, gone. So, I think they just threw that in there because we needed another comical comedy or musical. Right. But, I mean, episodes I hear is good. I tried yeah. watching a couple episodes. I laughed, but I couldn't really keep up with it. Okay. Uh, girls, I had never seen. Modern Family, here's a great show. And every time I do see an episode, I laugh hysterically. Mm-hmm. But, again, it's not one of those shows where it's like, oh, Modern Family's on. Let me DVR it. Right. And Big Bang Theory, I think, is everyone's favorite. Right, right, yeah. You know, at least, I'm sure, for this show. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Um, best performance by an actress in a television series, comedy or musical, Zoe Deschanel, New Girl. Okay. Julie Louis-Dreyfus for Veep, VP. You know, that, that show where she, I think she's like vice president. Oh, uh, okay. I think. <laughs> uh, Lisa, I'm sorry, Lena Dunham for Girls. Tina Fey, 30 Rock, and Amy Poehler for Park and Recreations. Uh, probably going to go to Tina Fey. Probably. You know, 30 Rock being the final season, let's mm-hmm. start giving out the awards so they have something to show for it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I like 30 Rock. I think it's a good show. But I think that when a show starts rounding up the end of seasons or end of eras, you know, finales, right. they start tossing out the awards and they go, yeah, yeah, good job, good job, good job, good job. <laughs> you know, those seven years that you're on TV is mounted to this right. solid gold thing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> 
Now, Best Performance by an Actor in a Television Series, Comedy or Musical, Alec Baldwin for 30 Rock, Don Cheadle for House of Lies, Louis C.K. for Louis, Matt LeBlanc Episodes, and Jim Parsons for Big Bang Theory. Sheldon. Wow. Um, I gotta be honest, my personal favorite would be Louis C.K. because I've always liked him as a stand-up, and I love his show. Okay. But the show really isn't for everybody because it's really like a dark comedy. Right. I've tried to watch a couple of it's, episodes. It's tough. If it's you don't, tough to watch. If you don't get that kind of humor, it's hard to watch. Right. You know, everyone rather watch the you know Big Bang Theory because everyone can understand Sheldon. You know, yeah. bazinga, <laughs> bazinga. Uh, Matt LeBlanc here is pretty good in episodes, but he plays he basically plays Matt LeBlanc in the show, so it's not a big stretch for Joey. <laughs> and again, Alec Baldwin being uh, Thirty Rock final season, let's give him an award. Right. And I have watched House of Lies. That show's really good too. Is it? Yeah, but I watch it mainly because Kristen Bell's on it, ah. <laughs> and I have a sweet spot for Kristen Bell. She, I love her. She's so adorable. Damn you. <laughs> All right, well, now for best miniseries or motion picture made for television now. You have The Game Change, uh, The Girl, Hatfields and McCoy, The Hour, and Political Animals. Well, I do own Hatfields and McCoys, okay. but I haven't watched it. But I bought it because everyone said how great it was. Yeah. So it was just a matter of sitting down to watch a miniseries. Now, I remember we would go to movies, we would see it before. It was, uh, it was a trailer for it. Right. And it looked pretty good. Yeah. So, you know. Uh, with uh, Kevin Costner and Bill Pullman. Yeah. Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton. I always get those two confused. <laughs> Bill Paxton is now the president in uh, 1600. No, that's Bill Pullman. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> see, I, you did it too. Yeah. Bill Paxton is from Aliens going, game over, man. Game over. <laughs> and Bill Pullman's the president from 1600, who's also the president from Independence Day, which I find it kind of funny because then he goes from the president of Independence Day, a very serious, action packed movie, to a comedy show about being the president. Right. So, hey, we'll see. Now we'll go to best act, best performance for an actress for a miniseries motion picture made for television. Um, Nicole Kidman for Hemingway and Gilhorn, Jessica Lange, American Horror Story, Asylum, Sienna Miller for The Girl, Julianne Moore for Game Change, and Sigourney Weaver for Political Animals. Wow. Jessica Wang, la- Jessica Lang won last year. Okay. For American Horror Story, and I'm telling you, if you have not seen that show, you have to see that show. It's so good, hmm. so good. And what's what's really wild too is the second season, the one she's nominated for. Is completely different than the first season. Okay. I mean, like actors, plot lines, storyline. It's almost like they, they took the one season, made it its own show, and now the second season is going to be its own show. Oh, okay. They even hired some of the other same actors, but to play different roles. Like, um, what's his face? Uh, Spock. Zachary Quinto? Yeah, Zachary Quinto. He's in the first season of American Horror Story. He plays a, a gay couple in a, in a gay relationship trying to move into the house. But in this one, he's completely, someone completely different. Wow. But he's still on the show. Okay. It's really good. Best performance by an actor in a miniseries or a motion picture made for television. Kevin Costner, Hatfield McCoy's, Benedict Cumberbatch, Sherlock. It, people, anybody who's a Star Trek fan know he's going to be the bad guy in the new Star Trek movie. Yes. Very good actor, and I love that show, too. Woody Harrelson for Game Change, Toby Jones for The Girl, and Clive Owen for Hemingway and Gilhorn. I've got to vote for Benedict Cumberbatch, just because I like saying his name. Cumberbatch. <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch is Sherlock. <laughs> Hello. I'm here to solve a mystery. Hello. Pip pip cheerio. That's my British accent, by the way. Performance by an actress in a supporting role in a series, miniseries, or motion picture made for television. Hayden Pedentary for Nashville. Archie Penjabi for The Good Wife. Sarah Paulson, Game Change. Maggie Smith, Down Abbey. Sophia Varaga, Modern Family. Wow. It's funny. It's like all dramas, one comedy. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you think that's going to go to? Hayden Perrineau is obviously a little cheerleader from Heroes. Yeah. Um, no, I'd have to go with the Modern Family. Yeah, that's always Sophia. a fa- favorite. Yeah. 
Best Performance by an Actor in the Supporting Series, Miniseries, Motion Picture for Television. Max Greenfield for New Girl. Ed Harris, Game Change. Danny Hudson for Magic City. Mandy Patamkin for Homeland. And Eric Stone Street for Modern Family. I like New Girl, so I'd probably vote for him if okay. I was in the thing this. But I also like Magic City because that's a really good show, too. Okay. That's like a gangster movie set in the late, early, very early 60s. It was the one in uh, Florida, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. With yeah. Uh, the guy who plays um, the comedian. From Watchmen. Okay. He plays like the lead character. So that's... Uh, that's the Golden Globes. That's the Golden Globes. Now, the reason why you bring up the Golden Globes is because usually the Golden Globes spawn off into whoever wins them. If they're nominated for an Oscar, it's usually like a good lead into them winning the Oscar. Right. Now, that being said, we'll have to tune in Saturday Sunday night to see who wins those and then maybe kind of do a checklist and do a follow-up show as far as comparing it to the Oscars right. to kind of feel like who's who's in the lead, who's not in the lead. <laughs> right. But as far as Oscars nominations go, which came out today, which I did not see, though I heard it aired. Yes. You know, Seth MacFarlane was hosting it with, uh, uh, I forget who, um, some some girl. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't supposed to be there, but he kind of came on, I guess, to add more comedy. Because I, I think a lot of people don't like him. <laughs> Which I can't understand why. Because, yeah. I mean, Family Guy is a great show. Cleveland Show is a great show. American Dad's a great show. Ted, awesome movie. Right. You know, but as far as the nominations go, for Best Picture, you have... Oh, it was Emma Stone. I'm sorry. Emma Stone? Yes. It was Emma Stone? I missed it? Yes. <sighs> well, it's like early in the morning. I hate to tell yeah, you. Yeah, that's true. And I am not a... You'd be, you'd be going to bed when it's going on. I live that, that rock and roll lifestyle. <laughs> rock and roll! I'm up all night sleeping all day. Mm. <laughs> you might say I'm a vampire. <laughs> well, for the Oscars, you have uh, Best Picture nominations are Armor, Argo, Beasts of the Southern Wild, <laughs> Django Unchained, Les Mis, Life of Pi, Lincoln, Silver Linings Playbook, Zero Dark Thirty. Now that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah, they're adding more and more, and some of them are more popular because they're trying to, because everybody complains about these are movies that nobody either sees or they just put them out in the theaters right before Oscars come out, so that I, way I, people can go, oh yeah, I did see I, that. And, there's a movie coming out this week, Mobster Squad. Mm -hmm. That's with uh, Sean Penn as um, Mickey, Mickey Cowan. I, I, and it was supposed to come out in, in the fall. Right. And I th and they pushed it back because because of the unfortunate events in Colorado. Yes. For opening night for the Dark Knight Rises, there's a scene in Mobster Squad where the guys come in with Tommy guns shooting up the place in a movie theater. Mm -hmm. So I think Warner Brothers pulled that and put it out in July. I mean, sorry, in January. But I think that they were actually kind of pushing for him to be an Oscar nom. That's how, you know, it's, it had that feel like it was coming out so late that it felt like it was like, oh, here's a movie for you to nominate him for an Oscar. You know, and I think that putting it out in January might hurt his chances of being nominated because people tend to remember movies that are in the end of the year than the beginning of the year. year right. Which is the reason why it goes back to your argument of why people bitch about adding more. But my thing is, if you're going to add more movies for Best Picture, then you need to add more people for Best Director because you only have five nominees out of the director. Right. Again, those movies are Armor, Beast of the Southern Wild, Life of Pi, Lincoln, and Silver Linings Playbook. All right, why isn't Django Unchained? Why is Quentin, Tarant Quentin Tarantino not nominated? Mm -hmm. Argo, why isn't Ben Affleck snubbed again? Right. Because The Town got nominated for an Oscar last year, but he wasn't nominated for Best Director. <laughs> you know, again, it just seems to be like, if you're going to nominate a Best Picture, you need to nominate the Best Director right. for that picture because it is ultimately the end results of their directing. Yes. You know, like Armor isn't. I think Armor was best foreign film in Golden Globes. Yeah. So no one saw that movie. <laughs> Beast with the Southern Wild. I've never even heard of. No. 
Life of Pi, I know because I saw the previews for it with the lion and the and you know the boat, and the yeah. boat, Lincoln. Okay, it's Spielberg, right? And Silver Lion's Playbook again, haven't seen, but I want to say it, right? But that movie kind of came out of nowhere too. It's like a, a winter release. So come on, people. Okay, well, production design. You have Anna Karenina, The Hobbit, Les Mis, Life of Pi, and Lincoln. Production. Design, I'm going to have to go with you. Either go with the period piece like Anna Karenina, right, or The Hobbit, right, or Les Mis also too is a good one too because it's a musical, so it's set in the French. Revolution, so you get all those sets. Right. That's going to be a tough one. Any comments on that? Nope. All right. You have to see when we go into the future and <laughs> we, we were going to make picks I think for before the Oscars and uh, make our you know maybe announce uh, yeah don't get me wrong people Ed and I are going to have the I'm going to fill out my ballot and Ed's going to fill out his ballot and we're going to see who's 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 closer to the winning right but I think I think if scheduling permits we might actually be doing it not live but we'll watch the Oscars as we do a podcast and see if yes see if that was so you might have like a, a special two hour extra Oscar edition of Geeksters <laughs> where Ed and I basically come Statler and Wardorf going boo boo put the funny bear back on boo <laughs> <laughs> why is she wearing that I look better in that dress boo <laughs> Uh, I'm not going to comment on that one. So tune in for that one, folks. That's, that Oscars are Sunday, February 24th. So, you know, we'll probably do a podcast that night and yeah. then post up as soon as possible so you can all join in. Right. <laughs> yep. Okay, well, leading actor. Yeah, Bradley Cooper for Silver Linings Playbook. Okay. Daniel Day-Lewis, Lincoln, Hugh Jackman, Les Mis, Joaquin Phoenix for The Master, and Denzel Washington for Flight. Okay. Um, Daniel Day-Lewis, every time he's nominated, he wins. Right. And it kind of sucks because I would like to see I would like to see Wolverine walk away with an Oscar. <laughs> you know, thank you for the Oscar. I would like to thank the Academy. Sneaky, sneaky, and cut in the cut into four parts with his claws. I actually like to see Bradley Cooper maybe win too. That'd be nice too. Local boy, local boy does good. You right. know what's up? Philly represent. I think he's from Scranton. No, no, he's from Philly. Yeah, well, he's actually from uh, like. Uh, uh, Willow Grove area. Yeah. All right. We could have hung out at some point in time. <laughs> okay, now, uh, supporting actor, Alan Arkin and Argo, Robert De Niro and Silver Lines Playbook, Philip Seymour Hoffman, Tommy Lee from Master, Tommy Lee Jones for Lincoln, and Christopher Waltz and Django Unchained. Okay, kind of curious to know why he, well, he was great in it, mm-hmm. but what makes a person not get nominated? Because if you're going to, if you're going to nominate someone for a supporting actor for a movie, shouldn't also the leading actor be nominated for a movie? Like, why isn't Jamie Foxx nominated? Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. tough to, you know. That's it, why we don't work in the business. That's right. Could, they couldn't find him the money fast enough, I guess. I guess not. Or maybe, maybe they're snubbing him for that whole, um, God bless his savior, um, Barack Obama. Maybe he, like, right after Barack Obama got reelected, yeah. he went, did some kind of speaking engagement and basically you know made equated jesus christ and god with barack obama <laughs> and everyone was like what <laughs> even even like even everybody was like what are you talking about so i think it could be like the academy going dude you need to sit down right like <laughs> it's his time out <laughs> uh leading actress in uh you got jessica chastain for zero dark 30 jennifer lawrence for Le- silver lining playbook emmanuel riva in armor quenziva some dude some some woman some person for beasts of the southern wild and naomi watts in the impossible i that's anyone's guess people I'm gonna say zero dark thirty just for the fact that it's zero dark thirty. I don't know, maybe Jamie Jennifer Lawrence and uh, I would like to see that too because I do, 
I do like her because it'd be nice, great if Hugh Jackman won an Oscar and she won an Oscar, and then you would have Wolverine and Mystique winning Oscars. <laughs> Never know. <laughs> but this is the Academy, and they're going to go with the foreign chick. I guarantee you, right. a movie we never saw. Right. Uh, supporting actress. Did it wait? Wait. Like, do we know when it came out? Like, what? <laughs> the Beasts of the Southern Wild. <laughs> well, obviously, at some point last year. Like, pff, who knows? Same with Armor. Like, <sighs> that's the Australian foreign film for the Best Picture. Yeah. Just. You know, like, right. really? Come on. Uh, supporting actress, Amy Adams for The Master, Sally Fields in Lincoln, Anne Hathaway in Les Mis, Helen Hunt in Ascensions, Jackie Weaver in Silver Linings Playbook. I'm putting my, all my money in Catwoman. <laughs> oh, that would be just great. Yeah. Wolverine, Mystique, and Catwoman. Catwoman. <laughs> Let's see who else we got here. All right, we'll go with uh, documentary feature. Documentary feature. Five Broken Cameras, The Gatekeepers. How to Survive a Plague, The Invisible War, and Searching for Sugarman. Yeah, I don't know any of them. What I usually do is, <laughs> what I usually do is for this one, I usually go on the Oscars webpage, and they usually give it like a synopsis, and I look for World War II, concentration camp, <laughs> anything that has to do with you know some kind of war, probably just, the Invisible War. Then, just based on the titles, if I had yeah, to, maybe yeah. I think I'm going to go with the Gatekeepers because I think if just by the name alone, I'm thinking maybe they're guarding something, like yeah. guarding the. Gates to Auschwitz or something. <laughs> For a documentary short, you have Innocent or Innocente, Kings Point, Monday and Monday at Rackney. Monday's at Rackney. Rackney, yeah. Open Heart and Redemption. Anyone's guess. Yeah, anyone's guess. Yep. Uh, film editing: Argo, Life of Pi, Lincoln, Silver Linings Playbook, Zero Dark Thirty. <laughs> well, they do say that that um, also another movie is in the editing too. Yeah. Make you feel. Like and I can say like out of the movies I've seen, I was saying oh, when I saw was Argo, there are certain moments in the movie I'm like, what's going on? Come on, come on! Like I the, the pacing of the editing got me going. Like come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Okay. Like especially when it comes to the it's closer to the end of the movie where you're not sure if the people are gonna get away or not to get away. For those people who don't know, Argo is basically the story of hostages, the Iran hostages back when Carter was president. Right. There was the Iran the Iran hostages. We, everyone knows that story because it was done on, on live on camera. Right. But Clinton released this story about six Canadians that, I'm sick, not sorry, six, like six or seven Americans that hid out in the Canadian embassy's house. Right. And it was a plan to get them out. And the basically Ben Affleck's character's plan was they're going to create a fake movie that was going to be filmed there and, and he was going to make them their production crew. Right. And use that credentials to try to get them out of the country. Right. So when it gets closer to the end, you're like, oh my God, oh my God, are they going to get caught? Like, Whoa. So it was really, really good movie. I highly recommend seeing it out of any of these movies. I do want to see it. I'm waiting for it to come out on DVD. Okay, foreign language film. Here you go, foreign language film. Armor. <laughs> Contiki from Norway. No from Chile. A Royal Affair from Denmark. And Warwick from Canada. Now, the only thing good about... I, I have to correct something, though. Because you kept saying it was from Australia. It's from Austria. Austria. Sorry. <laughs> Austria. Which, okay, now still does not put any negativity on my argument of if it's nominated for Best Foreign Language Film, why is it nominated for Best Picture? Right. You know, because obviously it's not American-made, and this is the Oscars, the Academy Awards. It should be an American movie. Right. So what they'll do is they'll probably toss the Oscar to that for that for Best Film. 
best foreign film and then it'll go to Zero Dark Thirty for best picture yeah <laughs> <laughs> alright animated feature well let's go yeah let's go with animated feature okay. Brave Frank and Weenie Paranorman The Pirates Band of Misfits and Wreck-It Ralph I'm gonna go with Brave it's Pixar they always win yeah, yeah. I mean I mean Wreck-It Ralph's another Disney movie but it wasn't wasn't a Pixar, Pixar movie. movie right so. right animated short film Adam and Dog, Fresh Guacamole, Head Over Heels, Maggie Simpson in The Longest Daycare, and Paper Man. Uh, you know, I think it's going to go to Maggie Simpson. I think so, too. It's about time she needs a break away from that stupid family. <laughs> Become her own leading actress. Uh, live action short film, Assad, Buzkashki Boys, Curfew, Death of a Shadow, or Dude van in Shadow. I'm a German, I'm assuming it's a German film. And Henry. Again, anyone's guess. Right. Now, okay, here comes the fun ones, the really eyeball ones, like sound editing. Argo, Django Unchained, Life of Pi, Skyfall, and Zero Dark Thirty. Hmm. Uh, tough, because it's sound editing. It's basically how believable you believe the sound is. Right. So, good luck with that, folks. Yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> You're on your own, that one. <laughs> sound mixing, Argo, Les Mis, Life of Pi, Lincoln, and Skyfall. Again? <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm going to lean more towards Les Mis. Right. It's a musical, kind of tough to do with sound editing because the sound mixing. Yeah. Because um, I was listening to an uh, interview with Hugh Jackman, uh-huh. and all the musical stuff they sung live, so it wasn't like you know how they do it in musical music videos where they lip sync it. Right. They were actually singing live on set and recording it that way rather than ADR in it. Okay. So every time you hear them sing, they're actually singing for real. Like uh, Hugh in the interview said that in the opening scene, he's like in water. And he's pulling his boat, you know, kind of thing. And he had salt water hitting his mouth. And he was like 13 hours of singing this song wow. over and over and over and over. So that's why I think yeah. he, that's why I think Wolverine's got a good, good, good argument for winning an Oscar. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> now, visual effects. <laughs> These are always fun. Uh, the Hobbit, Life of Pi, Marvel's The Avengers, Prometheus, and Snow White and the Huntsman. I'm going with Avengers. I'm, I'm going with Avengers too. If they don't win, I'm going to say it's fixed. <laughs> And I mean, the only ones that can kind of give it as a run for its money is you have Life of Pi, which is computer animated tiger. Yeah, I'm sure some of the other special effects. The Hobbit obviously always is nominated for some stuff because they look gorgeous. Right. I mean, as much as I didn't like the movie, I do visual effects were great. I don't think I don't think any Hobbit movie is going to end until they get to the third one, like they did. Like they did with Lord of the Rings. Rings. Yep. Yeah, maybe we'll see. You know, because I think they're going to get nominated for a lot more stuff. Actor, best actor, sure. you know, kind of thing. They, they, they're just not going to get the snub as much. And, you know, I mean, I didn't think it was that great of a picture anyway, but... Right, but when it comes time to Oscars and visual effects, you kind of toss it out. Yeah. I mean, Prometheus was good, but Snow White and the Huntsman? <sighs> really? I'm going to go... Actually, you know, I did see Snow White and the Huntsman. Right. And it was visually beautiful. Visually beautiful than Marvel's Avengers? No. Okay. So now, I'm just for the Hulk alone, because the Hulk was finally rendered done correctly it was done correctly and he looked great he looked scary I mean he looked I mean it looked great right not only that but all the other special effects that were involved I mean it was just a beautiful it was a phenomenal movie right hell I might have to go home and watch it tonight after I leave <laughs> every time I think of that movie I want to watch it yeah <laughs> alright so cinema, um, for makeup and hairstyling Hitchcock The Hobbit and Les Mis I you know what makeup for Hitchcock Anthony Hopkins which again not nominated for leading actor right. he should have been because he was phenomenal in it and I'm looking and Helen Mirren isn't nominated for leading actress but she's nominated for Golden Globe right she was great in it too but it was, it was fine I don't understand the Academy sometimes right you know <laughs> uh, The Hobbit obviously again I think I think those I think 
based on your argument, yeah. I think they wait for the big ones, like Best Picture, Best Director. But I think all these little ones, I think they went on the, on the course. No, I think it's going to go to Les, Les Mid-Rons. You do? Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. We'll find out Sunday night when you and I are sitting side by side going, boo! <laughs> Uh, cinematography Anna Karenina Django Unchained Life of Pi Lincoln and Skyfall that's tough because Django Unchained was nice looking but there was a couple scenes in Skyfall which I thought oh that was yeah beautifully shot yes I mean cinematography basically the camera and how the angles and stuff like that like there's that one fight scene I always talk about it's pitch black you see Bond and the bad guy fighting hand to hand and behind them is that blue neon just coming up from the Right. thing it just looks beautiful right and they're like silhouetting fighting yeah. so you really don't know who's who exactly I mean you kind of do and it's just far enough to see the moves going and the kicks and the punches and you're like this is great I don't know who's winning but it looks badass right <laughs> original score you have Anna Karenina Argo Life of Pi Lincoln and Skyfall hmm. so go figure <laughs> I mean, I like I, to see Skyfall win. Uh, yeah, I always go with the favorite of the movie that I saw. Yeah. <laughs> adapted screenplay. Now, these are always good, too. The adapted screenplay is basically books turned into movies. Right. You have Argo, mm-hmm. Beast of the Southern Wild, Life of Pi, Lincoln, and Silver Linings Playbook. Again, up to anybody. I mean, I would go with Argo because it, if, you know, it's real, it was based on real events. Yes. So I think the movie was really good, mm-hmm. but it eh, could be anybody's, anybody's guest. Original screenplay. This is basically right out of the mind of the person who wrote it. Right. Armor. <sighs> Django Unchained, Flight, Moonrise Kingdom, and Zero Dark Thirty. I think Flight might be a problem for everybody. I mean, as far as the other nominees, is because it's Robert Zemeckis' kind of almost return to movies. Because he's been gone for a while. Yeah. Robert Zemeckis made, you know, uh, all the Back to the Futures. Future. What do you call it? He made... Oh, brain fart. Beowulf. Okay. You know, he made Brain Beowulf. So, but he hasn't really done any other kind of movies. He also made a Who Framed Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Oh, that's a classic. <laughs> it's a classic, but he hasn't been in around for a while. And all of a sudden, now he comes out with Flight, which is nominated for a leading actor and original screenplay. Mm-hmm. So, I think he might give some people a run for money. Even though yeah. I like to see Django and Chain win because it's Quentin. Plus, ever since they have all those end bombs, and it really piss off. Uh, What's his face? Uh, Spike Lee. <laughs> uh, costume design. Anna Karenin, Les Mis, Lincoln, Mirror, Mirror, Snowy, and the Huntsman. I got to go with Les Mis or Anna Karenin. Only, uh, you know, only for, you know, th- it's the time. Any period piece usually wins. Right. Now I'm looking. Okay, Lincoln's nominated for best costume design, but he's not, they're not, this is not for makeup. Hmm. Which is weird because everyone who says, seen that movie says that he looks identical to Lincoln. Yeah. Like, why isn't that nominated then? Yeah. Well, maybe it just got passed over. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. I always kind of wonder, like, when do they have to... They usually have to submit the movie, and then they make a board votes. Right. Like, for your submission, here you go. And finally, we have original song. Uh, Before My Time from Chasing Ice. Everybody Needs a Best Friend from Ted. <laughs> <laughs> Pie's Lullaby from Life of Pie. Skyfall from Skyfall. And suddenly from Les Mis. Now, I think suddenly is the one that, that what's Anne Hathaway sings. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's a tough one. I mean, I would love to see Skyfall win because it's a Bond film. Right. I would like to see you know suddenly win because if it is her, it's just another nod to her. Right. But then in my heart, I would love to see everybody needs a friend from Ted. Ted yeah. Just because it's such a great movie. So those are the Oscar picks, folks. <laughs> I mean, I hope you keep along with that. Like I said, we're gonna Ed and I are gonna cast our votes and then sit here somewhere and watch the Oscars and try to yay boo, boo yay. We're gonna hope for because we got it. Kind of comes down to scheduling. 
Yes. Basically, it comes down to Ed if he can do it or not. <laughs> <laughs> He's the busy one. My schedule's always open. <laughs> so if there is no uh, Oscar episode, blame <laughs> him. <laughs> or what we'll do is we'll maybe he'll DVR it. And then we'll do it like a Tuesday night <laughs> when we do our normal recordings and then rewatch the Oscars, even though it's two days old at this point, and pretend like we don't know who wins. <laughs> Fear of the vine, people. Fear of the vine. <laughs> so that's all right. That's it for sure tonight. I do want to add one thing. We So anyway, we also did get our first listener um, fan mail. Wow, really? Yes. It was basically Mark from Philadelphia. Okay. He wants us to come up with a list of five geek heroes and five geek villains. Okay. The stipulations is, and I got the contact him to try to nail down exactly what he means, is that superpowers don't count. As a Superpowers don't count. He used, as an example, Darth Vader is should not be on the list because he has a power. Okay. I'm assuming that also means like Iron Man. Iron Man can't be on the list because even though he's a geek, right. he still has the money, financial backing, and he has that suit. Right. That makes him a superhero. Okay. So I got to have a conversation with him. I got to email him back to try to figure out what he means. Because he even said he has his own list. Oh, So did. I'm going to see if I can get a couple, like at least the bottom geek, hero, and villain. So I can kind of let you know what he's thinking. Right, right. <laughs> because it is it a little, it's it even still a little fuzzy for me when I read it. I was like, well, what's he talking about? Like, because Peter Parker doesn't count because even though he's a brainiac and he's smart, he still has superpowers. Right, right. Batman won't work because, again, same reasons for Tony Stark. Stark, right. He's a billionaire with gadgets that other people make for him. Right. I mean, I kind of lean towards more like, um, for example, first person I thought of when I read the list after I thought about it for a while, actually, was Matthew, Matthew Broderick's role in War Games. Okay. Where he was just a hacker that stumbled across thermonuclear war right <laughs> through whopper <laughs> so i'll contact him and i'll go right. what exactly do you mean and stuff like that and we'll see how it goes from there but again if you other people out there other listeners out there who want to give us a suggestion email us and that way we can incorporate it in the show because we love to hear from you people right um good comments bad comments whatever yep we're also going to try to do in future episodes your typical geek arguments like who's better, Batman, Superman, Marvel, DC, uh, recent some of the stuff that's recently going on in comic books where like Superman's dating Wonder Woman. I, I'm not a fan of that. Well, that's not a bad idea, really. You know, just <laughs> what I mean. Superman's dating Wonder Woman. Yeah, don't get me started. Don't get me started. I'll save that for a future podcast. Yeah, because I can go another hour on just that. Why Wonder Woman should be mine alone. Uh, okay. <laughs> not to super nerd. Not for not for puss boy. <laughs> He's a great American hero. I don't care. <laughs> She's, Wonder Woman deserves a man, not a wuss. <laughs> anyway, so arguments like that, like which is better, Star Trek and Star Wars? Oh yeah. Yeah, you know, and but what we're gonna do is, I think we're gonna take a pro convert. You know, and yes. we also, also kind of want to do a thing called Geek Counter Geek, where we'll take a subject like just Spider Man. And either, and then we'll be pro con, but we'll do it in a style of Ed might be pro or con Spider Man. I might be pro or con Spider Man. Yeah. You know, 
it, however that works. What we're going to do is, to make it fair, we're going to flip a coin to see who's pro and con. Because just because everyone knows I'm a big Spider-Man fan, so if I win the toss, I obviously would pick pro Spider-Man for my argument. Right. But in a case like Superman comes up, I'd want to be con. Yes. So you, whoever wins the whoever wins the coin toss has to tell the loser what they have what they have to pick. Okay. So like if I won like the Spider-Man coin, I would say Ed, oh, I win. Ed, you got to be con Spider-Man. Okay. To make it, you know, to stack the odds more in my favor. And if you win, you had to go, Sean, you're pro-Superman. Ah. So imagine how hard it would be to be to try to talk up Superman <laughs> as far as why he's the greatest hero of all time when he's not. <laughs> Just saying that phrase gives me chills. <laughs> that's going to be fun. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's what's going to be coming up in the, in the 2013 podcast. 2013's podcast. Of course, plus all the weight, regular shenanigans of movies, TV, video games. Video games. Yeah, so it should be a fun, interesting year for you fellow geek geeksters and geekettes. <laughs> and always if you want to contact Sean, you can contact Sean at Sean at wordswithgeeks.com or you can contact me at Ed at wordswithgeeks.com or like us on our Facebook at Geeksters. Thanks and have a great week. Have a nice week. Bye. <laughs>